Welcome to Marfa Public Radio Puts You to Sleep. I'm your host, Zoe Curland, here with my co-host, Chris Dyer, here to take you to dreamland. Picture this. You're the station manager of Marfa Public Radio. It's raining outside. The pitter-patter of the drops hit the roof like a percussive rhythm. You gaze out of the window. You see lightning strike in the distance. You know what that means. The tower is out. So you reach for your handy-dandy tower regulations manual. You open it to a page you know well, tower regulations. Imagine now your body disappearing into space. You're becoming a radio wave. You no longer have physical form. You're a spectral entity calmly floating over West Texas. Now here's station manager Travis Pope reading a selection from the Tower Regulations Manual. Building new towers or co-locating antennas on existing structures requires compliance with the Commission's Rules for Environmental Review. These rules ensure that entities constructing facilities to support Commission licensed services take appropriate measures to protect environmental and historical resources and that the agency meets its obligations under the National Environmental Policy Act, National Historic Preservation Act, as well as other environmental statutes such as Endangered Species Act and other things. A new tower construction requires compliance with the FCC rules implementing NEPA, which includes separate procedures for ESA and NHPA, including Section 106. In the interest of aviation safety, depending on the tower's height and location, construction may also require the Federal Aviation Administration notification and or structure registration with the FCC. Certain co-locations, such as those involving a height or footprint increase, may also require compliance with these same processes. See the amended co-location agreement in other sections below for more information about co-locations that require compliance with the NHPA, the FAA, NASR rules, and NEPA. The construction of towers and other communications facilities may also require approval from the state or local governing authority for the proposed site. The National Environmental Protection Act. NEPA requires an agency to consider and disclose the environmental effects of its actions to improve decision-making and encourage transparency, public participation, and accountability. Effects are defined broadly to include ecological, aesthetic, historic, social, cumulative, and indirect effects. NEPA has three levels of review, depending on the significance of the effect, which in turn depends on the context and intensity of the action. For example, a tall guide tower in an ecologically sensitive area is likely to have more significant effects than a short unguide tower in an industrial area. The Environmental Assessments for Actions that May Have Significant Environmental Effects, an EA is prepared to analyze potential significant impacts. If significant impacts are found in the agency's issues, a finding of no significant effect is in order. Environmental Impact Statements For major federal actions with potential to significantly affect the quality of a human environment, 
These actions require a detailed analysis of actions and alternatives and concludes with a record of decision. NEPA does not mandate an outcome or prevent projects from moving forward. It only requires consideration of effects and alternatives to avoid, minimize, or mitigate the environmental impact of a project. Each federal agency adopts its own procedures to implement NEPA, and the Council on Environmental Quality oversees NEPA implementation. The FCC's NAPA process. The FCC treats the construction and registration of towers and facilities intended to host FCC licensed services as major actions that trigger agency NEPA obligations. Consequently, FCC rules impose enforceable duties on licensees and applicants in order to meet the agency's NEPA obligations. Facilities constructed by FCC licensees or to support FCC licensed services are subject to environmental review and must comply with the agency environmental regulations implementing in the EPA. The rules apply to all licensees, applicants, registrants, and owners of facilities used through FCC licensed services, such as commercial licensees, utilities, public safety entities, railroads, and mining companies. Tower owners that are neither licensees nor applicants must also follow these rules if they intend to host antennas supporting licensed services. These regulations include to ensure agency compliance with NHPA and the ESA as well. While the agency has delegated the initial assessment of CAT exists and certification of the effect it required and preparation of EAs to licensees and applicants and or tower owners, the obligation to comply with NEPA rests with the FCC. The FCC environmental rules categorically exclude all actions from detailed environmental review except those associated with construction of facilities that fall into certain categories. The categories of facilities requiring environmental assessments includes these facilities. Located in a wilderness area that might affect threatened and endangered species or their habitat, that might affect properties included in or eligible for inclusion in the Natural Register of Historic Places or Indian Religious and Cultural Sites. That will be located on a floodplain where facility equipment will not be placed at least one foot above the base flood elevation of the floodplain, whose construction will involve significant changes in surface features such as wetlands, water diversions, significant ground disturbance, or deforestation that might affect migratory birds if the towers are over 450 feet, that involve high-intensity lighting in residential areas, or that would cause RF radiation in excess of FCC-established limits. If any element of a proposed project, including the tower, fence, trenching, roads, parking, power, and fiber connections in their operation and maintenance, falls into any of these categories, including action within an easement, the applicant must file an EA, which discloses those effects. After an EA is filed, the documentation is put on public notice for 30 days, during which time the FCC ensures its sufficiency and takes public comments. If no issue are identified after any substantial comments are addressed, the FCC issues a FONSI. Complying with FCC environmental regulation requires completing an analysis of these categories and making a determination as to whether there might be significant environmental impact 
prior to completing FCC applications, including but not limited to Forms 601 for radio service authorization and Forms 854 for antenna structure registration and prior to construction. Analysis includes, for example, compliance with ESA and NHP requirements as described below. Regarding RF radiation, applicants must determine whether their facilities qualify for an exemption from environmental processing under guidelines. If an applicant does not qualify for an exemption, it must prepare an evaluation of human exposure to RF radiation to confirm that the proposed facility will be in compliance with standards. Applicants submitting EAs for any reason should indicate in the EA which subsection applies to their project and include any required confirmation statement or analysis. Marfa Public Radio Puts You to Sleep was produced by me, Zoe Kurland. And me, Chris Dyer. Our executive producer is Elise Peppel. We hope you're asleep, but if you're not, help us continue to read our boring documents and do our jobs well by donating to the station at marfapublicradio.org donate. And if you are asleep, this is us, planting a seed in your subconscious. When you wake up, donate to Marfa Public Radio at marfapublicradio.org donate.